triple XP. Feet are your passion. Willow's early years, like when she's like one upwards, uh, like force fed her. <laughs> David Attenborough was like, such an awfully weird, amazing show. <laughs> uh, it made no sense, but I loved every moment of it. Welcome aboard. This is Triple XP. There's, I mean, there's not really been a lot going on in anything. No, like I think film, TV, games, the news. Literally, it's yeah. been the last two weeks have been so dry with any information on anything. It, it really does feel like the calm before the storm. But um, like for me, I've been I've been fairly busy because it's been like the kids sort of six week summer break. So I've had them a lot. We've done um, like a trip to the zoo today, which was. Like, it was really good because what I was your favorite that. animal you saw yeah <laughs> come on it was the rhino it was the rhino the rhino why no is cool why the rhino yeah, I've, never a, I've never seen a rhino up close before they're fucking huge but they don't really yeah, do anything they just look like dinosaurs unit. yeah i know that's I'm great. pretty sure i've told mike this um Lauren's i was a rhino animal <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I ever told you this, Keys, but Lauren's favorite animal whenever we go to the zoo is the capybara. I don't know why you would have told me that, but I like the capybara. It's pretty cool. Just it's, a giant it's rat. A, it's a pointless animal. It's, it's the most literally pointless a giant. animal. It's the largest rodent in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a fat <clears throat> beaver. That <laughs> <has> no purpose. <laughs> it's just a guinea pig, isn't it? Large Basically, pig. yeah. We saw a capybara at a zoo one time, and it like got in the water, and it just shit all in the water behind it we're like that's disgusting but it's just a rat so who cares <laughs> sure <laughs> ellie gets sure? Vis- visibly mad whenever she sees a capybara just because they're so pointless that <laughs> she gets genuinely like angry that they just exist <laughs> to be fair though i i don't disagree with her because like if you look at evolution I do they exist it's like a, it's like a rat dog why have they evolved thick, to that point <laughs> a thick thick rat dog is what it is <laughs> yeah but what what's the benefit to the to the ecosystem for that to exist what's the benefit of a 6,000 pound rhino I mean like it yeah don't think I mean a capybara yeah, is just no, bad food isn't it yeah but that's the you point just, like the, the rhino is like it's evolved to have tough skin it's got horns it can defend itself what the fuck can a capybara do probably run fast Except and shit in the stream Hey man, someone's got to do it. <laughs> Maybe they used to shit on the ground and they were able to be picked up by predators. And now when they put it in the water, throws off the scent by washing it downstream. That made too much sense, actually. So I was not thinking about that too it made much a lot more sense than I thought it was going to. David Amber over here. <laughs> I've seen every planet Earth life. Uh, our plant, like every one of those documentaries, at least yeah, yeah. three or four times. Like in in like Willow's early years, like when she's like one upwards, uh, like force fed her. <laughs> David Attenborough was like, this you just granddad. wanted her to speak like David Attenborough. Yeah, I was like, just listen to your granddad, fall asleep to him. <laughs> your granddad. And now she does. She just like. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have any. We can't have anything like that on in our house. Your Lauren dog goes crazy. Gone. No, Lauren. <laughs> she barks at the TV as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, she um any if any animal dies on on screen, any animal at all, she will cry. So when we can't watch nature documentaries because it's guaranteed something will get eaten. Sometimes at some is, point. Sometimes that's like, rough, but sometimes you see a cheetah take out a crocodile and you're like, what the 
fuck just happened? Yeah, no, and it's the coolest thing you'll cool. ever see. But she'll be sitting there crying that the crocodile's dead. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to see like dead kittens or anything, but like if it's a big animal, it's like meh. Circle of life moves us all. Shane, I feel like Ellie and uh, Lauren are very much the same person, but also completely opposite. Because like, like, like with animals, like Ellie would cry, but she's she's also like that with sort of proud parents. <laughs> and I think that's maybe some some issues on her behalf, but. <laughs> she's like well, every time there's a proud dad on TV I'm like oh isn't he proud of his kids and she's just like oh no <laughs> I mean Lauren's not a million miles off that her her favourite things are animals and elderly people she just she just loves elderly people yeah. like she, if there's an elderly person on Why? TV who is if they're, they're on not TV so and great like, like if an old man Gross. comes on Teddy and talks about his life, she'll just be fucking bawling her eyes out. Mike loves like, rhinos so and Lauren loves old people. I hate you both now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she's 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 all about the old people. She thinks they're cute and endearing. Are you like secretly like seventy five with Benjamin Button disease? Because that wouldn't surprise me if you told me that that was true. Like, this, is, this is Lauren your caretaker slash wife, or is it just caretaker? <laughs> I mean it's probably going to end up like that she often tells me that she thinks I'm going to get what's the where your muscles degenerate um, she's like you're just gonna, dystrophy yeah she's like you're just going to end up in a wheelchair because you don't fucking do anything or arthritis I don't know they're all kind of the same so she tells me that quite often so I'm more yeah, concerned about having my feet turn out to be like the pics Mike shares in discord mm, I think I'd just cut them off I probably That's would amazing. too or take go to the doctor and have them carve them free. So anyone that, that doesn't know what I do, <laughs> feet a lot. He's obsessed. <laughs> he, he runs a uh, he runs a foot brothel where he like licks the cheese off of his feet. Uh, don't say that. Oh, I'll throw up. Feet. I will throw up on this, and I will not edit it out. <laughs> yeah, I run a a Parmesan cheese factory. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I basically work as a in the field of podiatry or chiropathy, depending on where you're from. Um, yeah, that explains that. <laughs> we have not just got a weird foot fetish. Feet are your passion. <laughs> <laughs> They're really yeah, so, not. Just pay the bills. <laughs> for, so. What that means is for me and Cheese is that we get sent not not pictures of obviously from Mike's work because that would be wrong, but um, he sends us TikToks um, that he finds of people's feet um, that yeah. obviously he thinks are just that looks like or, rhino like, hooves. Like, like, oh, this is what I dealt with at work today. are very similar, and uh, and me and yeah. Cheese are vomiting while we're trying to eat our spaghetti with our parmesan cheese on it. Feet cheese, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That's so. Um, yeah, something when I have a slow day at work. Which is all the time. I was going to say, is it, do you ever have a fast day at work when it's dealing with old people's feet? My brother well, literally just texted me and said, out of Parmesan. Totally different conversation, but that just happened, <laughs> and I don't like it even a little bit. Just let him know that Michael's you know, fun. I am it'll, upset. It'll ship it over. <laughs> Michael, ship it over. It'll be with you in two to three days. Oh, my God. I hope he gets caught up in customs then because... <laughs> I wouldn't even want to know what the smell. Stop! We don't need to keep talking about it. <laughs> Just we had something gross, and we wear masks for a reason. And it isn't yeah. COVID. On the note of something gross, but also sad, and kind of linking back to the animals, 
we had a really sad story that happened uh, in our household in the last couple of days. This is our worst Ollie. episode ever. <laughs> yeah, this is a depressing episode. No, we had so so we have quite a big garden, um, and we get hedgehogs. Lauren likes to feed them. She loves wildlife, as you could probably tell already. Um, and the other day we had especially a baby old wildlife. Yeah, definitely old wildlife. We had a baby hedgehog in the garden. We've we've yet to see a baby hedgehog in the garden. Um, it was out really early though, like during the day, which I thought was odd, but I didn't think a huge amount of it. Um, we gave it some food. It went on its merry way. The next day, um, Lauren finds it just laying on its side on our path in like the middle of the day. And for anyone who doesn't know, hedgehogs generally come out at night. They don't generally come out at day because they'll be attacked by predators. See, we don't have well, wild hedgehogs here, so I have no idea. Yeah, they generally don't come out during the day. Hmm. Um, she picked it up and brought it in, and something has either bitten or it's caught its leg on something, and it's ripped its entire leg off. Um, and inside the wound was just maggots galore. Like, it, it was just absolutely filled with maggots. It was horrendous. Um, she took it to a local rescue who obviously had a look at it and it got passed on to a vet they tried to clean it out but apparently the maggots had got so deep inside it they were like there's nothing so they had to put oh, it oh yeah that thing's dead yeah um, yeah so that was there's a nice depressing story for this podcast yeah dead so Lauren if you are watching I'm sure his parents were proud <laughs> <laughs> you did the I best mean, you I could I think abandoned it to be fair <laughs> Well, uh, so, I mean, going back to the fact that nothing's happened, I've literally spent, since I last spoke to you guys, I've spent pretty much every day I've not been at work doing DIY, prepping this office room for Mike's return to the south. For Mike's big move-in. It it shall be cleaned. (laughs) (laughs) You should have made Mike clean it. Save yourself a step and be like, hey, man, you want a place to stay? It's not going to happen, though. Clean this up. It won't happen, though, will it? I mean, Ellie's tried that for seven years now. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, my office will be cleaner too, but it's it's getting there. This stuff just needs to go on the wall over here, and all this stuff just needs to be sorted a little bit more, but I've made progress. And that's, the, that's the thing that we had. Like Coming back from the honeymoon, um, there was lots of, there's been lots of things that I've wanted to do the house for quite a while, but where we've been obviously saving for the wedding and sitting on other jobs and stuff and sitting on so much wedding stuff that we didn't have space um so now's the time to do it so like i built a walk-in wardrobe last weekend and then i've been like putting up these shelves um and just like uh, at the moment i'm just like right let's just spend all all of my time like just doing upgrades to the house where i can yeah it's just so expensive we've been doing that but with like convenient like with stuff we've wanted for a while and like we, I we got back a a gaming computer. I just got this giant nice. beanbag chair for my office so that I can lounge because I have a TV up there. Um, my Stardew Valley guidebook, which was very important to me. <laughs> Some other random stuff that I bought. I got one too. Yeah, see, it's, it's <laughs> fucking awesome, man. Yeah, I, it came today. We did go to now a I want one. We went to a concert last week because, as you can tell by my my corn shirt. <laughs> the, the shape of Iowa so if you're in the US you know where Iowa is but it's been the Iowa State Fair which brings in like a million people over the course of like a week and we saw Demi Lovato in concert which was actually pretty <laughs> awesome. right. which was actually pretty awesome uh, I hate the fair I hate the fair and everything about it but they're not they're not there for the corn they're there for the uh, Demi Lovato for Demi Lovato yeah yeah <laughs> she had a new album that came out on Friday and it's like more punk pop 
more punky. So it was actually pretty good. It was good. I didn't care so much about the concert, but my wife wanted to go, so we did. I mean, I've, I don't hate Demi Lovato. I don't really like Demi Lovato, but I don't hate her. Like, her music's yeah. fine. It's just, it's what you expect from... Like, this album's definitely better than her pop stuff, which is good. We started watching one of the documentaries because I don't really know anything about it other than like she was on Disney. <clears throat> and I've actually learned some stuff. She's clearly been a troubled person, but uh, she's figuring out her life and her new music is solid. And I don't mean this in a horrible way when I, when I say this, but is there many child actors that have come out of Disney that haven't been troubled in some way. Like I can't imagine no. that the fame they get from the Disney world is, does, does a lot of good for them. When I mean, young. just off the top of your head, uh, Vanessa Hudgens, Zach Efron from high school musical. And then like Selena Gomez, um, who's Miley Cyrus, Miley Cyrus. Yeah. yeah. They, they've all had their issues. Yeah. They've all had their issues at some point or another, and you can't blame them when you're when you're getting famous at like eleven years old. Yeah, I don't even like. I can plan what fucking cartoon I was going to watch when I was eleven. Let alone deal with the idea of being famous. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, just like the idea of like a kid dropping everything that a normal kid does. Like school is like a a weird constructed thing that everybody does now but like that's more important than learning it's like super important for developmental and like interpersonal skills and stuff and a lot of those kids yeah. went from like being sitting in math class to getting anything they want with like a staff of adults waiting on their every desire kind of like like the harry potter kids too i know like daniel radcliffe was like an yeah, alcoholic was, by like the third oh. movie <laughs> I was just going to mention um, something that Rupert Grint said in in that documentary when he, it was like ten years, mm. you know, um, ten year anniversary, or whatever. The it was. Wizarding World. Where Rupert Grint said that he didn't know who he was anymore because he was just he lived more of his life as he the was Ron Weasley, Ron, yeah, exactly. Than, than, than he did his own life, so it just well, it became that character. And, and that's just, the thing, isn't it? Like you, you're. You're particularly, I don't know what it, what the equivalent is, high, high school, I assume, your secondary school, so your 11 to 18-year-old years, whatever that is in America. That'd school, be like middle, school. that'd be middle school and high school. High school, you're middle like school. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So, so those years are like, they're the years where you really kind of start to figure out who you are. Yeah. And if you, and, and like you say, I remember watching that Harry Potter thing and like the entire entirety of the child cast spent pretty much their entire middle school and high school years or secondary school for us years doing those <clears> films yeah but they didn't experience anything outside of that really which is mad really mad to think yeah like that those kids were like in school together essentially i know that they would do like filming and then they would go and have to do school stuff and it's like well at least they had some sort of a structure i'm sure that the uh <clears throat> like I think it was on stand stuff, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I know. I watched part of that documentary too, and Chris Columbus, who did the first two movies, like it was super important that the kids tried to have a somewhat normal life as much as they could because they were like ten and eleven, and at that point, they didn't really know that they were going to become worldwide stars for the rest of their lives and make millions and millions and millions of dollars, and be able to do whatever they wanted. Who cared about science class? Go to potions. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly and like 
Daniel Radcliffe didn't know he was going to eventually get his penis out on stage. <laughs> like, how would he ever know that? A lot. Exactly. <laughs> I'm excited um, for his Weird Al movie, though. Everybody seems to bounce back, except for the ones that die. But everybody else seems to bounce back. And I think the Weird Al <laughs> movie will be good. That's such an <laughs> unnecessary comment. Apart from the ones that die. Well, obviously, geez, because they're dead. But, yeah. <laughs> they don't bounce anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, on the note of um tv I mean, programs and actors and stuff um how are we feeling about about soon or have started or are starting so i don't know um lord of the rings rings of power and game of thrones oh that starts tomorrow house house of the dragons is it called house, house of, of dragons? house of dragons they both start either soon or have already started I don't think Game of Thrones has started yet. Game of Thrones, or, I think, starts Game of Thrones soon, is tomorrow. It's literally tomorrow. But I don't know. I meant Lord of the Rings. I don't think Lord of the Rings I think it's within the next six, six or eight months. It's like it's fairly soon. I think it's like September, isn't it? It, it might they be have, even closer than that. They have a whole host of uh, Game of Thrones stuff lined up. Um, so there's, there's definitely more Game of Thrones coming. It's definitely not gone away. Um, I hope it's more towards like the earlier seasons than the, maybe the last season september you know, 2nd a lot, people, a lot of people had issues with the 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 last season more specifically but i thought it was all right it yeah it's just I so september me, 2nd it's, it's it's um game of thrones the, la- the last season anyway is a branch off the book and this is just gonna be another branch it's fine it's more game of thrones content yeah but it's someone's spin on it whatever i'm 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 not one of these that's like it's not that's it's not the book it's not the same it's I just don't get it it's a TV show it's meant to be entertaining yeah the I, TV show was entertaining I wish I knew you guys during Game of, Game of Thrones and all that hype I think that would have been a lot of fun to be able to discuss that with more people that were so intrigued by it because I'm sure like mm. like me you guys were probably obsessed with it too I just restarted uh, watching it for like the fourth time too it's, when I was playing Stardew Valley the other day I'm like this would be a nice little uh heavy show to watch while i play stardew yeah, valley yeah. and harvest yeah my, no, it's my not a super heavy show it's I've not terrible i've been watching like like sort of heavy heavy shows like yeah but while i play stardew and it's this perfect balance of like you have the calmness of like stardew <laughs> and then you're watching someone getting like punched in the face repeatedly decapitated by, like, or something. yeah, <laughs> yeah you're watching your mum's house yeah um, <laughs> that's actually um, what i've been doing a lot of podcasts well, but i yeah I, i've been, I've been watching a lot of Peaky Blinders and um, just like we briefly mentioned it before when we were talking about music and movies and stuff like that but like the music in Peaky Blinders is fucking phenomenal it's so good I've been, I've been listening to like the albums and stuff on Spotify and it's it's just this like obviously if, you, if you've not seen it it's, it's a, a historical show and it's sort of semi accurate it's obviously dramatised yeah. Um, but it, it's about a, a genuine gang that was in uh, Birmingham, which terrible accent. Was it like the 1920s? Yeah. yeah. So it was yeah, like it Prohibition was era, after, U.S. Prohibition yeah. era. U.S. Yeah, Prohibition it, just after was, World War One. Yeah, I loved that show when it first yeah. came out. I used to watch it. Great. I think because it, it was a, you, you've been rewatching it, haven't you, recently? So I never. We watched season one. Um, a while back, really enjoyed it. That was on BBC, right? And then Netflix picked it up? Yeah. Okay, that's what mm-hmm. I thought. That's when I watched yeah. it. It was like the first two or three seasons when it was pretty new to Netflix. But I loved yeah. it. It's a great show. 
So I never got through season two the first time. And I, I don't think it was a case of we didn't enjoy it. I think it was something else came along that took our attention away. Um, and then we struggled to get back into it. Probably Game of Thrones. Um, so, yeah, we're on season, halfway through season three at the moment um, oh, of watching it through. So, yeah, we're really enjoying it. Um, really enjoying kind of where it's going. Like you say, the music is fantastic in it. I love, um, I, love the, I love the mix of um, this is the point I was trying to get to before, but I love the mix of like this old historical like drama type shit um, with some historical accuracies, yeah. and then just the more modern music. Like they have Arctic Monkeys in there and a load mm. of like this, this kind of like heavy rock indie stuff, and it just it's just a it's a really great like balance. They do it in Bridgerton as well, where they they play like I've only I've only seen one episode of Bridgerton, but they were playing a Billie Eilish song. But in classical music, like the violins. Oh and yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's great, yeah. It was, it was such a good mix of like. Um, but I, lo- I love shows that do that. That mix like, the music is like such a heavy influence. But going back to my um, my pre my my the my main point, uh, I am really really on the fence about both Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, that's what we're talking about. That is what we were talking about. We kind of went off on a weird segue there. I'm just like I want to talk about Peaky Blinders. I've seen the whole thing. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm on a. I'm really on the fence about it because I, it's not that I don't want more Game of Thrones because I really enjoyed Game of Thrones and, and I actually think looking back at the final season, yes, it wasn't fantastic, but actually I think it got a lot more stick than it deserved, and it was actually enjoyable enough to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it reminds me of the um, the Iron Man three phenomenon, where actually, if you go back now and watch Iron Man three, it's really not as bad as everyone. I like Iron Man three. three. That's the one I've seen but, probably fifteen times because it used to play on one channel that we got when I was in college, yeah. and I watched it like daily, no joke. But like, when it I came out, decent. everyone absolutely slated it. It's like this is the worst thing to ever come out. Um, I like it better the, than the first two. Yeah, yeah. Looking back, it's not that bad at all. It's, it's actually a really enjoyable film. Yeah, but. My my issue with both of the uh, both of these shows is the fact that they are prequels. Because uh, a it, I really struggle with prequels anyway, and I was talking to Ryan about this the other day. Um, really struggle with prequels because you know where it's going to end up. Like I struggle with the 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 risk factor of like characters living and dying and whatnot because we know yeah. where it's going to eventually end up true um, they talk about like the legacy of the targaryens and what happened in, like the second episode of game of thrones exactly um and the other thing is like i think sometimes law and this is more to aim towards lord of rings like law within when you've got a really good series or a really good like uh, world that's been built obviously lord of the rings has built one of the, the best fantasy worlds ever to exist um, when you've got that law there that people read into and stuff, I think sometimes it's better left as law, like because people can be a little bit more imaginative with that law in their minds. And the fact that they're going back and turning some of that law into a TV show, I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is needed. Feels a little unnecessary. Um, I'm not saying there shouldn't be more Game of Thrones and more Lovings. I I think there should, but maybe set after, like. That, uh, just a completely fresh story that doesn't tackle prequels and lore and stuff we've seen before. Let's do something different, do something in a different area or set in the same world, but like elsewhere going on. Um, so I, yeah, I'm really on the fence about it. It could be really good though. It might be amazing. I'm just really on the fence about it at the moment. I mean, yeah, I mean, I kind, I kind of, if I can just like get this point across, like I, I think 
a lot of like the fans and stuff, they they really get on on people's backs about like the TV shows and how it's not um, the same as the law, but it's like it's a TV show. It's it's meant to be entertaining, and if they make slight changes like about characters, like it, it might not come across well on TV, but it, it might come across differently in a in a book. So it's it's sort of that thing where like a TV show or movie or spin-off or whatever, it's all open to interpretation. And like when they take that old nugget of law and then they explore it and go in this different direction, and that's that's completely fine with me. Like I love that. I think it's great that they they go in a different direction and, and just kind of explore it because the, the base stuff is still there. Like all the yeah. old lore and everything is still there. It's still good. It's still and, exactly yeah. what you what you love, and a lot of that lore is written by the original writers. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. books and books. They haven't I mean, just ruined anything. Well. It's still there. It's still the same thing. Yep. Just to state as well, I mean, I've never read in their books and know very little lore about either of those shows, so it's not going to massively affect me. The, the lore, whether they fuck it up or not, because I I don't know that that much lore. I I, I watch so shows, and I don't know if uh, you two might be very similar on this, or Mike might be at least. I watch shows and I enjoy it for what it is. I then don't go and read the full history of that character since the day they were born and everything that's come before them. I just enjoy what it is and then kind of go on to Unless the next show. anime. I, yeah. I haven't got time. No, but even anime, I don't. I haven't got time to go and read the fucking like. You're caught up on my hero. I can't wait for tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, there's no law that exists with that. We don't have a history of what happened before. True, but you have at least further manga that you could read versus like, oh, the show's over. I have to wait till October or whatever to see more. It's like, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. you can read if you want to. If you care, you can like dive into an existing manga like that. But oh, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But like, I generally don't go and like to purposely seek out shows. Lore. So I'm not going to know if it's yeah. right or wrong. Ultimately, and my point is more. Is it, it? Is it necessary? Could we? Could they do something different? Could they do something? new um and i think like i look at what is it called uh wheel of time which was out oh yeah i never watched that which is really good really good and it is it had a very lord of the rings vibe to it yeah i would personally prefer a brand new show that tackles a very similar fantasy world than going back to a prequel for something that doesn't necessarily need a prequel okay but what if the lord of the Rings show produces a quality that's as good of wheel of time but has a marketable name behind it called lord of the rings and gets millions and millions of people to at least give it an episode chance because of that oh don't worry it'll get it'll get the free episode (laughs) we'll get the free episode chance the treatment ultimately (laughs) that's what it comes down to is we're just so spoiled by endless content at our fingertips like if we had five channels on our tv and we knew that game of thrones was going to be on at sundays at 9 p.m you're going to watch it like everybody else. But now it's just like, oh, well, She-Hulk is on now, and I still haven't watched M- Mrs. Marvel or whatever that last one was. It's like, do I do I even care? So it's just like there's just too much other stuff to watch. We've talked about this with anime before, how if you're not into it by the second end of the second episode, move on because there's too much good stuff to watch out there that you'll actually enjoy. But at the same time, I... I totally understand the marketability of like these these IPs of Lord of the Rings oh, and no, Game of Thrones definitely. where they're going to milk it and milk it and milk it until it's bone dry but their pockets are stacked with millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I'm okay with them milking it until it gets to the point 
of like the Walking Dead, where it's like <laughs> I'm ruining it. You milk it to the point that it's dry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're just getting dust now. Yep, they're yeah, all exactly. dead. Not milk anymore. They can't even <laughs> walk anymore. Well, they're so old. <laughs> this was kind of what we were discussing on the Discord the other day, and I was trying to get the point across to Ryan about this is why I do the free episodes kind of test because, like you say, there's just too much content to watch. You, we physically cannot watch a single person. Physically cannot keep up with every single like really well rated show out there because there's just too much content to watch. And even to the point that I was saying to him, like Marvel is at a point now, and we've discussed this many a time before, where Marvel on its own is too much content to watch, let alone all the other sh- companies making shows and all the other shows that are out there, um, which is why I give it the free episode watch. Kind of um, like um, uh, that anime you told me to watch, Goblin Slayer. First episode, yeah. dog shit. Second episode, you're like, all right. So then I gave it a third, and then I'm like, okay, I need another season. Like it, so anime is really specific like that, I think, isn't it? And uh, anime is kind of where I developed the three episodes from because (laughs) episode one is, is, um, setting up the characters. Like you're, you're finding out who's who. Yeah. Episode two is setting up the world. That time I got reincarnated as a slime was kind of that way too. Cause you're like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Exactly. By the end of one, you know, who's who, by the end of two, you kind of know who's who and where they are. And then the third episode is where they really start to bring in a bit of story. Yep. Um, and so now I just apply that to everything. And every single time I've gone against the free episode rule, I've regretted it. Ms. Marvel was a prime example. By the third episode, I was like, I fucking hate this. It's so boring. I do not enjoy any part of this. And I pushed through and I hated every part of it. There wasn't, it was unenjoyable all the way through. I hear She Hulk is good. I just, I'm, I'm giving it a wide berth for the moment. The way I read it said that all marveled out, I think. They said that this one's like set up like a sitcom though, which is kind of original compared to most of the Disney plus stuff we've seen. So I'm curious. I mean, I'll probably wait until everybody's sick of it. And then if they're like, yeah, don't watch it. Then I won't. WandaVision wasn't WandaVision. Yeah, that was sitcom too, I guess, but I loved WandaVision. I thought WandaVision was great. The issue I've got, and, and I think Mike might be on the same page as me in this, that I'm so marveled out right now that even if it's good, I think I'll, be negative towards it like if i start watching it now i'm so like not anti-marvel but i'm just so drained of the marvel universe marvel even if i sat down and watched it and it was like a it was a top quality show i think i'd still come away going i just don't want to watch this i feel i feel like we didn't have enough time to like grieve over like tony stark and cap and all those other like great heroes that aren't in it anymore. yeah it's like and it, before it's like, here's another great hero. And it's like, just, it just feels like they're just ramming it down your throat now. So and I'm, that, that's I'm where, like, yeah, not for me. that's where the Eternals went wrong, I think. Cause they're like, here's all these new characters and you're like too soon. And then Shang-Chi came out and you're like, okay, here's at least one character that we like. And that movie was so well done. But after that, but even Spider-Man wasn't anything like super original and new other than like the, the big spoiler of that movie of the, the three, but like, and I, I loved that movie, but still, it's just like this is just another Spider-Man movie. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. there's nothing no, groundbreaking. I did love Spider-Man. Spider-Man was great. Yeah, in Spider-Man tickled in nostalgia. Yeah, it was. It was a different movie compared to what's coming out now. Yeah, as, as like the next phases and stuff. It's like the it oh yeah, because like he's a, the carryover from the previous phase, like the the same actor yeah, and the same villains yeah. and the like stuff we've known for the last twenty years. Yeah, but it's, it was it was a different movie because it was more 
hitting on the nostalgia, like you said, Shane. Yeah, it hit those nostalgia notes. Um, yeah. Whereas, like you say, I, I think that's been the last, in my opinion, really enjoyable Marvel film that we've had. Um, everything since No Way Home has fell a bit flat. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't like Doctor Strange very much. I, I've watched it twice now, and I liked it less the second time I watched it. See, I haven't watched it a second yeah. time yet, but I I almost fell asleep the first time in the theater. And I thought four, 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 love and thunder. Honestly, think it was trash. I thought it was the more fun I enough. Think about it, the more I hate it. I've not seen it yet, and I, I really loved Ragnarok, and I really love what um, I butcher his name every time, but Taker, yeah. yeah. Um, I love his work. I think he's a phenomenal director, but I've, I've, I'm just not interested in it. And, and it's it's got everything that I would love in a Marvel movie, but I'm just I'm just done. Like I don't know what it is. I'm just I'm just not interested anymore. Like at the minute, as it stands, like just yeah. The thing is that, and I know what you're saying, and it's got everything you love in it, Mike. But it, um, I think like it's literally like Rag because I loved Ragnarok as well. I think that's the best four film by far. I think and it's the best Marvel film, in my opinion. Like I think it's. Up there I mean, with, I don't know. Endgame. Yeah. Still, well, yeah, maybe they like Endgame and, and if you're talking about Solo, yeah, it's still one yeah, of the, yeah. it's by, by far one of the best solos. Um, Shang Chi might kind be of the like, best solo. <clears throat> it's it's kind of like ice movie. cream. Like Ragnarok is like ice cream uh, in that it's great, but you can have too much of it, and that's what <laughs> For Love and Thunder does. Like it just gives you too much ice cream, and you're going fucking brain freeze. I can't handle this. Leave me alone. Go away. This is too much. I, there's too much sugar. It's I can't like a deal. capybara. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking coma. <laughs> I, I would say yeah. that Thor: Love and Thunder is like, um, like if Ragnarok teased not Ragnarok. Yeah, no. Love and Thunder is if like it was Ragnarok part two, but they just kind of teased at your favorite parts of Ragnarok. Like they never really get to finish out an idea so much because there's so much going on in that movie. Yeah, Christian just, Bale was, was actually pretty solid. I thought in it though, but he the was whole, the best part. Yeah. And visually it was, I thought visually it was amazing, but it was just kind of like, mm, yeah, pick, pick a storyline and roll with it. There was like not enough Valkyrie. I thought like they, they just, when you bring Jane back into the fold, which they gave away in the preview, so that's no real spoiler. Like there was just too much to do, and then they made it like this heavy story, and it just got to be too much. I thought you can't take Thor from being like the big dumb god to uh, Ragnarok, where he's like the jokey, funny guy all of a sudden, and then kind of go back to like someplace in between those two things and never really get a good uh, clarifying idea of who thor is now so yeah. i i yeah it was fun it's probably worth a watch at some point when they add it to disney plus but don't hurry and go see it i think i think disney as a whole like well just uh, marvel as a whole is like with all of the thor films have really struggled with like thor's identity like not definitely really massively massively he's like, like different in every film you watch so it's like yep so but i do I do worry about, and I, I worry with Star Wars going the same way in that it's just too, it's just too much content. Like how many Star Wars shows have they announced? <laughs> it is an unnecessary amount of shows. Like the Mandalorian I thought was a stretch. Cause I was like, Oh, this will be interesting. And I watched it and I loved it. And now I'm just like, I don't know if I'd care enough to go watch another season of that. Like it's just too saturated with too much shit and it's all the same. And it's just like, I don't, 
if I can't pronounce everyone's name and remember it, I probably don't care enough to keep watching it. And Star Wars, mm-hmm. I kind of, I think Mike's been this way for a while about Star Wars. It's just kind of like, eh, take a break. Like the the joy of even the shitty new trilogy that had come out was at least we had to wait years between the films to be disappointed. Now it's like, we're disappointed every other week at a new episode of something. And it's just like, it just, that's our desensitization right there. It's just kind (laughs) of like you put all the shit in front of us and now it's like, Oh, well this is no longer cool. So the thing like, and I know we've said this before, the thing with the Mandalorian is that it, it tackles a part of styles we've never seen before. It tackles the outer worlds and parts of the universe and characters we've never seen before, which is what I've really enjoyed about it. Things like Obi-Wan is where my interest has started to flake a little bit. I never even watched Obi-Wan. They're going back to that Jedi-focused world, which is what burnt me out the first time, because that's that's one of the most overplayed parts of star wars is obviously the jedi storyline because yep. we've, that we've had nine we've had nine jedi storyline based films i mean I, I might catch a lot of heat for this but maybe from from jedi himself but i'll make this um, year sound bite at the beginning of the episode just just to wean people <laughs> out from the start but yeah just fuck jedis man they're so fucking vanilla and over like they're just a one-trick pony like they're just the the, the good boys and there's, there's nothing like there's no middle ground there with them or the gray areas or anything like that. Nothing interesting. They're always like... They're space priests. Yeah, basically space priests. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you, Jedi. If you well. think about it, though, in terms of how all these shows came out, it's actually brilliant because it's like, all right, here's a bunch of Star Wars shit. And we're like, okay, great, yay. And we're like, and here's this one show that you'll actually care about because it's characters that you've seen before in the second... the first second and third movies and you're like yeah all right now they're like and here are 15 announced shows so hopefully we can win all of you guys back with just this little bit of obi-wan and then it's gonna hook you and now you're like oh shit that's why there's no new marvel fans you're either a day one person when you started watching phase one like there's nobody that's like ah i think i should watch marvel for the first time and sit down and binge watch 45 movies in like a month like that's not happening so sooner or later, I mean, they're going to lose you. Well, but then that's why they sprinkle in these little things like the Groot TV show where kids can watch it. And then they're going to suddenly become interested in a character. And then they're going to slowly try to snowball that into the next series and get more ticket sales. Like it's it's all a company and it all makes sense. But it's just kind of like, OK, at what point does this lose traction? And with the, the movie slated for the next like two or three years, they're not slowing down anytime soon. And honestly, I'll probably see every one of those movies, but there's going to be a time where we're just like, come on, like let's do something new or let's take a well, break from superheroes. Like trends only last that, so long. Saying that my, I mean, right now my opinion is Disney stop announcing star Wars and Marvel stuff and tell me when I'm going to get the mighty ducks game changer season two. Cause that's all I want. Just, oh, we got Cobra Kai soon too. But then what, I'm, I'm saying all this about about like Marvel and how more Marvelled out. But then as soon as they bring out like new shots of fucking X Men '97, I'm like fucking yes, let's go. But that's the thing; yeah, they're literally appealing to everybody. That's a different level of Marvel, though, isn't no, it? It's not, like, no, it's not. No, it's the exact same thing because they're just trying to bring us all back in before they make us go yeah. see the new Fantastic Four. Like it's all purposely thought out to yeah, the no, team. no, no. You're you're right, but Marvel uh, X Men '97 isn't part of the mcu right yeah it's it's, so it's based on it, the you old can cartoon watch that as a com- 
you can watch that as a complete separate entity and never have to involve yourself in the MCU. Right. And this is the big issue that I have with Marvel Until now. Until they bring X Men back into the MCU. Is that, yeah, is that you have to have. Well, I mean, they already movie. have. It's Doctor Strange. Yeah. Was that that meme that whoever posted in the Discord not that long ago about like someone going to watch Avengers 35 and they've got to watch the 50,000 movies prior to that to to, to understand where they're at? That's going to be all of us by the time we're like 60 or 70 years old. Like, oh, here's Peter (laughs) Parker again. again. (laughs) With great power comes great responsibility and we'll all be like weeping like that. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, we do have a uh, Cobra Kai soon, and I know Mike's been talking about how he's also a bit tired of that at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Of course it all. you will. Of course you will. On day <laughs> one, <laughs> two days in, and you'll be like, "I'm tired of it, Shane." But I have binged it. Uh, I finished yeah, it twice. I stayed up till three a.m. <laughs> Cobra Kai never die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm very excited for Cobra Kai. I'm not like super excited. Like, oh, 14 days until like I'm not counting down or anything. But I'll watch it, and I'll probably end watching it the day it comes out, like I did the last season. And then you'll be like, it's more of the same, it's just, but it's exactly what it should be. Like, they don't take a whole lot of risk, because they don't have to. It's it's a pretty... It's it's pretty, another one of those dumb shows that are just an easy watch, and it's like, you kind of know where it's going. Yeah. Like, me and Ellie, we're currently watching a show called Below Deck, which is all about these, like, super yachts and... um and it's all about the staff that work there and they all always always fucking hate each other um but like you know where the show is going and it's just a fucking dumb easy watch and like it's the same it's the same caliber as as below deck i'm afraid we've been watching i I can i can accept that it's cheesy it's it's dumb it has fairly like um like you, you know where it's going. Like you say, like you know where the storylines are going. Yeah. Um, but it, it hits. The other day, nailed it with his fucking. The f- the thing with that show though is, for me, Cobra Kai is the no way home of TV shows from a nostalgia point of view. Like it brings back all those old Karate Kid characters that I loved as a kid. Yeah. Um. So it, it hits those nostalgia notes, but in um, in a way that it's not just giving me the old stuff again it's giving me new stuff but hitting those much like no by home did cobra kai should be the worst show on television it just should be like the first time but it's not (laughs) that first season that came out on youtube was clearly like a money grab to try to just get like the people that watched the movies growing up to watch it but then once it got picked up by netflix and turned into a whole nother monster it's just the perfect level of like cheese and the perfect level of nostalgia well, I'd say it's more the opposite way around. I think season one wasn't made as a money grab. It was made by um, the people were f- the people that made it are genuine fans of the Quiet Kid and wanted right. to see where that went. It's Netflix that have picked it up and gone. That's a money maker. But even the first five minutes, you're like, this show is so stupid. I want to binge watch it all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every time, exactly that. Um, yeah. And I mean, seeing as this has pretty much turned into an entire episode just about TV and film. It's and better than where we story. started, which I don't even know if that it part will be in the episode, started. but hey, we'll have at least like <laughs> we'll 30 it. to 40 minutes of solid TV prep talk. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll have, we'll have something. Um, have you guys watched any anime or watching or waiting on or any, any anime news whatsoever? I keep dabbling back to uh, Black Clover. I think I'm on like episode 60 or something. I watch a couple episodes and I forget about it for a week. And I'm like, oh, I should watch some more of that. 
Uh, and then My Hero, I'm caught up in the manga up until the new one comes out tomorrow, which will be interesting. But uh, that's really all I've watched for anime. Yeah, we can't talk about we can't talk about the manga because um, Mike won't have read it. And um, no, Mike I'm, I'm just going to say season I'm, one. I'm I'm catching up slowly with My Hero. I'm getting there. Um, I think I'm caught up to where I was previously on like my first attempt at watching it all. So I'm, I'm getting close to where I, I was, which is like, it was like 60 episodes in or something like that. It was, I was, it was a few seasons in. You're not quite halfway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there with that, but I've been, I've been force feeding my kids, uh, studio Ghibli movies. I've been, I've been nice. I've been rewatching them. a lot of those. I yeah. got, I got the little soot sprite. I don't know if I showed that last time, but I got a little yeah, soot sprite nice. tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, but I've been watching, we went camping and, and Ellie was like, oh, I'll just download some kids movies. So I was like, which ones? Got you. <laughs> um, so I downloaded all Studio Ghibli and nice. because we were in a tent with no Wi-Fi. There was no other choice but Studio Ghibli. I still think we <laughs> so need to we, do an uh, episode on Studio Ghibli sometime. We we really should because it's one of those shows. Well, it's one of those um, like sets of movies that I really want to like. Like every lot I've watched, I've not watched that many, but I've really, really loved, and I love how they um, create their characters, and even down to like the background stuff. And I think when we had the beautiful on, movies, um, he was talking about like how the background is always very interesting to to look at, and uh, there's always something going on. In Super the detailed. So yeah, yeah. So I've always like picked up on that since he said it. I think, but we watched um, Arietti. I haven't seen that which one. Is, I like Arietti. Yeah, which one. is which is um, essentially a take on the Borrowers movie. Yeah, um, but it's it's like a little Ghibli spin on it, and it's it's fucking fantastic. It's so good. I should watch that one. I need to send you to a, a link um, that I've still got on my phone. Um, I think I remember telling you about this guy about this ages ago, but I don't think either of you had watched much Ghibli at the time. But um, Studio Ghibli released a shitload of. Um, digital artwork from their films <laughs> for free um i've got the website saved on my phone because it's one of those ones that i go back to and just look at the art because it's Sweet. just so because it but it's still like the background art as well it's not just like the character art it's yeah like some really beautiful stunning pieces of artwork on there um so i'll have to send that over to you guys because it's um yeah it's it the It'll, artwork um, is fantastic just throw it in the discord man it's just uh yeah i will do it's just a um it's just I still haven't bought myself to watch that most recent one that's on Netflix. Yeah, I, I, I won't let watch that one. It makes me upset. Earwig and the Witch or whatever. Yeah. I was just talking that's to my cousin just... the other day because she's the one that I was telling you guys about that had been to Japan before. And yep. they're going to be visiting my part of the country real soon. I'm like, we got to plan this trip. And she was talking about the Studio Ghibli Museum. And I was just like... We have to go. I don't care what it costs. We're going. I just rewatched yeah. um, Spirited Away, Kiki's Delivery Service, and Ponyo. Those are probably my three love favorite that I've watched so far. I, I like Howl's yeah. Moving Castle a lot too. I like that one. I didn't Those love. I've been. I didn't love. Uh, I didn't love the Wind Rises or whatever that one was. That one wasn't my favorite. And same with no. the. Um, princess mononoke i didn't love that one either i love princess mononoke but it's such a long it's like two and a half hours i'm like holy shit so i i'll watch it again probably i've just been kind of watching them while i play games on a different monitor but 
those other ones, Spirited Away is so good and so different and so unique. And Ponyo is also such a weird movie, but such a like an adorable, heartwarming <clears throat> movie. And then was Kiki's Delivery Service is a great one too. I, I love that. That one. is a good one. Have you watched Totoro yet? I have. I've seen that one a couple of times. I think that one would be a little more impactful if I had like a sister that was close to me or if I was a girl myself or something. But like I told my brother who has two little girls now, I'm like, they need a girl up watching that movie. But then yeah. when you hear like the the theories of like, oh, they're both dead and they're going to the afterlife yeah, yeah. or whatever, it's just kind of like, holy shit. <laughs> like that's a little too dense for me oh, sometimes. He's, he's but all those script. movies are like that. Even Pixar movies yeah. are like that. And the Disney princess movies that are ba- like Beauty and the Beast based on the fucking weird French folk tale. Like they're not happy. Yeah, yeah. They're not happy yeah. things. <laughs> but Studio Ghibli like, can take such like a dark concept and make it so unique and beautiful with different animals and stuff that pff, every yeah. kid should watch those before they watch stupid Disney movies. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly i wish i would have watched those movies 20 years ago would have been (laughs) life-changing yeah no i i i I, I try and make a point of um not necessarily just ghibli but um with max whenever there's an anime on at the cinema i try and make a point of going to see it Um, i heard the new dragon ball one's awesome i've not seen that one yet i'm probably going to skip that one um and just wait till that comes out because i kind of know what you know what to expect with dragon ball i know what the story's going to be pretty much you know what's going to happen it, dragon ball the last we went to the the volley one and um it it, I, it knew exactly what it, it didn't really tell you what had happened no it didn't care about the story it just got goku and volley in a situation as quick as possible where it could spend an hour fighting it knew exactly what it was doing um but there's been some really good ones like um i know i've spoken i've mentioned them before like uh the the tiger and the fish i think it was called um, there's like some really impactful stories. Um, yeah. The oh that Mary and the Witch's Flower. I think I've if got you, all written them in my, my notebook of, of ones to watch. Probably Mary and the Witch's notebook. Flower is very very Ghibli esque. Hmm. Like if you if you like Ghibli, you will like Mary and the Witch's Flower. It's very similar style in its like delivery and its its story, um, and it's very magical. And it's also set in England. Well, part of it is anyway. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, no, it's very, very Ghibli-esque. But it's, I can't remember the name of the com- company that makes it off the top of my head now. Um, but uh, coming away from Ghibli at the moment, I am finally finishing Slime. I never watched season two. Slime. I'm on like the last six episodes of are, season two. Are you enjoying it as much as season one? Or does it no. get like, okay. It's getting better, um, but it's been a really it, it the the first half of season two is really good, and then it gets really slow, and now it's just starting to pick up pace again. But I have it on because it's all dubbed now. I stick it on while I'm like cooking dinner, nice. so I can just kind of watch it while I'm cooking. Um, but yeah, it's okay. I'll, I'll get there and get that finished soon. Hopefully. I loved season one. I just thought it was so different. I'd never seen anything like that before. And it's very, as we've always said on this podcast, like Saturday morning cartoons, just very yeah, like yeah. simple. The animation style just very like followed like that old Sonic cartoon that used to be on like Fox here in the mornings, like just very nostalgic feeling. And then kind of like with the, um, how he has like that operating system thing that he talks to, like 
where he yeah, discovers yeah. the new abilities and stuff. Like it just felt so much like a cartoon. It is a cartoon, but it just felt yeah, yeah. familiar and I loved it. Yeah. I, I didn't really binge watch it though. I feel like some animes I can't really binge watch like several episodes of even my hero is like, okay, I can watch like two or three at a time and then I need a break and then I'll watch more the next day. But I just haven't found one where I was like, ah, oh, I got to sit down and watch all of this now. Even demon slayer. It's just, I don't know what it is yeah. about it. There's a lot of, there's, there's one issue I have, and I've, I've mentioned this a few times now, that it's like, I get really fed up of like the shoutiness of anime. Yeah. Like mm. it, it could be like the calmest shit going on. Like they could be picking flowers or whatever and they'd be screaming about it. And it's like, just like, I'll just take a few episodes of that and then I'll have to move on to something else. Yeah. Like, I wonder if part yeah, of it's like that. the complexity of the characters and the uniqueness of the story where it's just like, you have to process it a little bit more, maybe. I think a lot of it as well just depends on the uh, the, the, the genres you're going for because the the animes that you guys are watching are all within a very similar uh, yeah. area outside of the Ghibli oh, yeah. stuff. They're all within a very similar area. Um, did I tell you guys about the one that I've been watching and oddly really enjoying and it's not weirdly sexual at all? Prison School? Again? No. <laughs> no, it's called... Um, Prison School 2? No, it's called... <laughs> Prison My, College? No, my ex, <laughs> my ex girlfriend is my stepmom's daughter. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, so like, I have I've a funny been, story. <laughs> I've actually been really enjoying it. Um, so it, it, literally, the concept is this kid goes out with a girl in uh, like middle school or whatever. Um, they go on summer break. They split up, and then his dad comes back without his knowledge and says oh i've remarried this is your new stepmom and it turns out to be his ex's mum and now he has to live with his ex-girlfriend as stepbrother and sister this happened to my brother (laughs) oh really (laughs) so my brother dated a girl for like a couple of months nothing long but like in high school they broke up and now my dad's engaged to her mother (laughs) no way so it's i'm i'm actually finding it really interesting like it's they, so they go to a new school where nobody knows that they previously dated. Um, and there's this clear battle, emotional battle between them both, between the fact that there is clearly a um, more than a brother-sisterly love between them. But they're also trying to obviously make sure that they are always acting in a brother-sister way and they're not letting the kind of get into that. Oh, they're not like still connected or anything, but they did date. <laughs> Yeah, but but it's like they now, because obviously they're still kids, they now live together. So they're spending all their time together. So those emotions they had before are starting to like show up again. And I'm, I'm finding it really oddly interesting, even though it's not something, it's not an anime I do usually watch. Sexual and the tension you, on Christmas. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be fucking weird and sexual and Japanese-y. And it is, um, but not in a weird sexual way. There's like no sexual nudity or anything like that. And it is all very I'm much out. like about emotions yeah i do wish we had about 10 more seasons of prison school i would watch every every minute (laughs) becca loved that show she said the other day i wish we had more prison school to watch it was such (laughs) an such an awfully weird amazing show Uh, it made no sense but i loved every moment of it (laughs) it's anime so now now i know her tastes i'm gonna go hunting to see what other weird overly sexualized (laughs) gave me a bunch of suggestions we've just never watched any of them (laughs) what's that other one it's like dxd or something like that high school dxd yeah yeah that's like is that similar uh it's very sexualized high school dxd so like 
without ruining anything like this it all uh, this isn't spoilers because it happens in like the first 30 seconds uh, it's essentially about a, a guy who gets turned into a demon um and is part of like this family of demons um but he learns that his powers come from the fact that he's a massive pervert so like if he gets if he sees boobs his demon powers go through the roof like he gets really powerful <laughs> it's it's literally just about a perverse demon who get who learns that he's really powerful the more boobs he sees sounds like i should watch it <laughs> it's honestly <laughs> hilarious for science <laughs> and um i advise anybody to watch it i i, I even cosplays that cosplayed as him once for comic-con that makes this, a lot of sense this makes a yeah. lot of sense yeah I feel like slowly but surely everything that is shane is going to be unfolded before us and we will all understand <laughs> we will know we will just know we will we will uh, I, that sounds like a good time uh, to stop what, sure. what time are we on so we've probably gone over an hour anyway. It says an so. hour and 12, but by the time I cut out like 90 minutes in the beginning, we'll have a little bit left. <laughs> <laughs> of just depression and sadness. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mike, then, our cheese, whoever. I don't know. I don't know how we do this anymore. <laughs> Glad to let you guys do it. Mike does oh, the speaking work. I do the editing work. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, that's fair. That's fair. I'll step up. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you are so brave. <laughs> Uh, yeah so yeah everyone if you made it this far thank you very much for watching um well, if you made it this far why yeah, <laughs> second of all you thank you <laughs> oh, tell us yeah. in the comments yeah <laughs> <laughs>